With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following production is brought to you by The Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. Talking Buds Leaf Show, Game Three, Post Game Edition. I thought uh, I thought Sheldon Keefe put it best at the end of that game when he said, "If you look over the last number of years, we've lost that game." And I don't know about you, I was paralyzed watching that overtime. I was sitting watching it with my wife, and she's like, "Are you good?" Like, because I was literally sitting there, just stoic, just watching it like this. Yeah, that, that I was I was pretty rock bottom watching that hockey game, I'm not going to lie. I was very upset. I couldn't believe how good the Tampa Bay Lightning looked. I couldn't believe how bad they were getting hemmed in. I couldn't believe the tight checking the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, I've never seen a hockey team just be harder on pucks, give you no time and space, manipulate the hockey game, capitalize on their chances. Like, you can really see why this team has been to three cup finals. Like, holy shit, they're a great hockey team. And I'm just watching that game saying, like, they, they, maybe they're just not good enough to beat this team. Like, this team is damn good. They are they are just unbelievable at eliminating all time and space on the ice. And I'm still in shock that they won that hockey game. I'm, I'm in shock. We sat here all year and said, you know, when it comes to the postseason, who's going to score the big goal? And with all due respect to John Tavares, I watched that hockey game last night and I said, he may not have the letter on his jersey, but Ryan O'Reilly is the captain of this hockey team. I thought for the most part last night, the star players struggled because Tampa was so dominant. I thought the Leafs had a really good first period and then period, second period particularly, the third period, and then overtime as well. It was just all Tampa for the rest of the night. But I hope that these core guys on the team whose confidence is clearly so fragile in a playoff situation look down the bench at a guy like Ryan O'Reilly and go, like, that's... That right there is how you win in the po- in the playoffs. That's how you play. That's how you carry yourself. That guy is in on everything. He is their best two-way centerman that they have. He's a leader. He's in scrums. He scores big goals. He wins a face-off for the overtime winner. It's just, I can't say enough about Ryan O'Reilly. Can't say enough. I don't even think he played that well, to be honest with you, but it just, he came up big in big moments and it doesn't matter how well you play through 60 minutes. This team's problem is they don't have players who come up big in big moments. And I don't care if he, his line got hemmed in for two straight periods as well. His line wasn't great, but 
it doesn't matter. All all that matters is you come up big in big moments. That's something this franchise has hasn't had in this run, and that's exactly what he did. And, and Kyle Dubas must be just a very happy boy, being like, "I'm happy I went out and picked up this guy," because at least for game three and even the other two games he played well, he must. It's it's vindication for for Kyle for sure. Did you see the video of him yurping with the Lightning fans? Yeah. During this Stamkos Matthews brawl, this has turned into quite the uh, the heated rivalry. Let's talk a little bit about Luke Shen. I cannot believe that there are still people on Twitter this morning, at least what I see, disputing this guy's value and importance in the That's lineup. It's an absolute joke. He was like, he was unbelievable. It was his best game since returning to the Leafs, but he just does little things like like during the the the. Pe- the brawl in the third period guys on the lightning bench are, are going at the Leafs and he just skates over and sort of intercepts and is like the, you want to talk to somebody, talk to me. He's just, it wasn't even the, the, the that kind of stuff. Cause I, I expect that from him. It was just how well he played. Yes. I, when he got traded here, I said he was an AHL defenseman. He looked like the furthest thing from an AHL defenseman last night. And anybody who is still on him saying, he he shouldn't be in this lineup. Like, come on, like that's just a r- outrageously awful take. He was, he was out. I thought he was their best player through and through from start to finish. I thought he was the best player wearing a Maple Leaf sweater last night by a mile. Like, I thought he was that good. What like why why is that your opinion? Like, what did what did you see? He was just it's just plate. Like, it wasn't even because when you watch him play hockey, it's like he's got a lack of speed. There's no doubt about it. He's not really a guy you. You trust making a breakout pass all the time because he is a little slow. But I just thought overall the passes he made, the decisions he made, whether it was off the glass or or an outlet pass or just separating the man from the puck. Like I, I mean, I mean, he's still at the bottom of of ice time for defensemen. But I thought that the twenty minutes he logged were just phenomenal, just out outstanding hockey by him. He he was he was great and. Pairing him, there's a lot of people who raised an eyebrow at the pairing of Riley and Shen, but it's actually worked out really well because Shen being sort of a stable force back there has allowed Riley to freewheel a little more and get up into the offensive zone, and he gets the OT winner last night, and oh, I, I can't state enough, man. I was sitting watching that, like, just emotionless. I We just going into OT, and I'm like, this is it. Like, we're... Like, get ready. Heartbreak coming. Yeah. Pot one here. And Elias Samsonov, you texted me after the first period and said, Samsonov's going to cost them this game. Yep. You were not the only person that had that opinion. There were a lot of people on Twitter who were like, we got to have Sammy on a short leash. And he settled in with a 39 save performance. And that first goal he gave up was awful. Yeah. Like that was terrible. Like just just the way he couldn't decide if he wanted to go to the butterfly or stand up. He looked brutal on that. The second goal, he couldn't. He he put it in his own net basically because he couldn't cover the puck properly. And I'm just and they played well in the first. So what ended up happening in the game was the total opposite in the first period, where I thought they played well in the first period. I thought getting out to two leads right away. It's like this is this is what we're looking for. Start on time. That's what we've been saying, and they did. And then he just kind of gave up two crappy goals. So that's why I just texted you being like, 
I, I don't like the way this is going because I think they're playing well and I don't want him giving up another bad goal. Like or just or just not looking comfortable. He just didn't look comfortable and it's just made me really nervous. And boy, did that that flip script that script flipped immediately. Like just Total opposite. Team was awful, and the guy kept him in the game. Yeah, he came out to start the second and was essentially a completely different goaltender Dude, from they what he was got in the first. Absolutely dominated. Destroyed. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. don't. Like I, I was. I'm still in shock because they just got absolutely outplayed. Yes. Dominated. Yes. They they couldn't spend more than ten seconds in the lightning zone. No, like, and literally the, the lightning. Like their their cycle in the offensive zone was just. Relentless. It was oh, like yeah, it was nonstop. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was, was. It was. It was shocking. And just the way, like the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning are so good at manipulating a playoff game. Like yes. the way the whole Riley hit went down. I don't know if you want to Sheldon get into Keefe, that. Yeah, hundred percent. You see, you see Sheldon Keefe. What he said after the game. Well, yeah, it's exactly what it, I'm saying. Yeah, he said exactly that. He's like, they know they're going to the penalty box they know they're not going to get a second penalty so Stamkos grabs Matthews and starts exactly. punching him and wrestles him to the ice and they take O'Reilly and Matthews to the box with them it's yeah. it's textbook the Tampa Bay Lightning they they have decided as a group we're going to start running around on this team if we need to like and they're all bought into it. when Steve Stamkos goes over and just starts wailing on Austin Matthews who's just standing there cleaning up sticks that tells me that they as a team have bought in like they've they've all sat around in that room and said, if if something is not going our way or if we see an opportunity, we're gonna lean on this team. That was a penalty. Like I it just I texted that in the moment. I'm like, I know Riley was not gonna get a penalty for that because I'm sorry that was not a penalty. And if it was, if it was a five minute or he got any sort of like serious discipline on that, I was about ready to throw the can biggest I, spaz just, of my career. Can I just interject for one second? I agree with you. There are a lot of Tampa Bay fans this morning complaining about the officials. And I would just like to look into this camera and at all of you who commented last year about us whining about the Justin Hole pick thing penalty and saying, don't blame the refs, classic Leaf fan blaming the refs. It's like, it wasn't a penalty. And then Point gets up and milks it really good. Oh. Like he gets up. It that was that oh, was an yeah. Oscar worthy performance by Braden Point. Yeah, I, I I know it's a scary play going into the boards hard. Oh, he but was like, fine. That was He's the fine. like. There was just two guys just kind of initiating contact going into the boards, which something that happens almost every shift in the NHL. It's just unfortunate that he lost his balance and fell in. And just the way that. You, like, because you coming out of that, you kind of knew that the Leafs were getting a power play. And just the way Stamkos had the had the peace of mind to just be like, "All right, I'm taking one of the best guys with me then," because I don't really care. Like, it was they they are so smart in in like just recognizing that in the moment as fast as everything was happening. Like, they're a smart hockey team. Like they 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 know what's going on. They know how to manipulate the game. And I totally agree. It was pure manipulation. The Leafs go on the power play, which, by the way, that power play was the worst two-minute power play I've seen all season. And you got three of your top guys on your power play in the box for for nothing, basically, because Tampa's smart and they knew what they were doing. Do you think the Leafs were bad last night, or was Tampa just next level good? I thought Tampa was next level. Uh, good. I, I, like that's I'm I'm with you. Like I was it the Leafs' best game? No, but. I thought Tampa was at all four four lines for Tampa were rolling and Victor Hedman not even at a hundred percent like like.
like a what is he a fifty percent sixty percent Victor Hedman is such a difference maker. Sergachev oh was God. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, it just that's why when I was watching and I was getting so pissed off and discouraged because it's like I don't think when the Leafs are at their best can do this, can do what the Lightning were doing to the Leafs during that game, like just full domination through all three zones. Like it was ridiculous. And then somehow, some way, I, I, I was, I don't think I've ever been more shocked in my entire life when they tied that hockey. Game. I, I don't think I've ever been like, I'm trying to think any time in my life I've been more surprised. I was, I don't even know what to say or how to react, what to feel. I, I was in shock. That's why you went and got a Ryan O'Reilly, man, for those game breaking moments. And it's just, I can't, it's so, we've sat here for the last six, seven years watching, waiting for somebody to, to, play a playoff style, as they say, and to, to to do all the right things necessary to win in the playoffs. And it's just it's so nice watching this guy play hockey. He's, man, oh, man, oh, man. He is, I can't say, look, I'm glowing about him. I'm sitting here literally glowing about the man. He is, he's a leader. He's such, like, I'm sorry. Like, John may have the letter on his, on his. John Tavares was epically awful. <laughs> Yeah, like they dash three, epically awful, non-factor, slow as molasses. He was awful. He might have the C on his jersey, but at this moment in time, with the way this team, the way this team is mentally in the postseason, Ryan O'Reilly is the captain of this hockey team, and you can't tell me otherwise. Sorry, it's just it's just funny how the two best players. For them last night were was Shannon O'Reilly. Yeah, like, I know. It, it, it's, I, I know. it's hilarious. And Samsonov. Like, Samsonov. Those the, those are the three best players for them last yeah, night. Like it was just it's hilarious. Yeah. Like it really is. Like just I, I, I can't like I mean I mean at the end of the day, it is one game. Like there's still a lot of series left to play here, but it was just saying what everyone else has been saying. That's a game you've seen them lose a thousand times. And yeah. some I would I I can't believe they won that game. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I still can't believe it. Like, it was just, it was w- shocking. There's a lot of talk this morning uh, about the Leafs exploiting a weakness in Andre Vasilevsky, sort of high blocker side. They've scored a lot of their goals against him. And the Leafs didn't lose the series last year because of Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, he played they, really well in game they seven. They showed the stat last night. The Leafs scored more goals in that series last year than the Lightning did. They just lost the series, but... I I'm not like, I, it's not something I'm. I know they can score on this goalie. I, it's something I'm not going into every game. Like Carey Price scared me more than knock on than knock, knock on wood right now. Like yeah, he's a damn good goalie. He's won cups. Like he wins series. I'm gonna knock on wood for you. you look at his elimination game record. It's ridiculous. But it's like I, I, it's not something I'm. I'm shitting my pants over before the game before the puck drops. Like. What do you think of Matthew Nyes? I thought he was I thought he was good. I thought he made a couple rookie mistakes on on the his blue line in particular. He's got to he's got to move that puck out of his own zone, man. There were a couple times where he he uh, would get on a stick on the Leafs blue line and he'd try to look for some sort of like pretty pass or try to spin around a guy who was trying to check him and it's like, "No, Matt, down the ice, down the ice." But again, I love that line after game 2 and I love them. Well, yeah, he, he, he was rotating him last night. He was Sometimes Kerfoot went down, who was also just awful last night. But he had him on the third line. They moved Nyes up with Matthews a couple times, and even with Nylander and Tavares. 
he may, he needs to make quicker decisions with the puck, but damn, does he have poise with the puck yeah, in the offensive zone? Like I he love, just yeah. he's gonna he's gonna make things happen. That's that's the easiest early sign to see with Matthew Nyes. It's just this guy's gonna make things happen in the offensive zone when he has the puck because he did he's done it in this series so far. So we're heading to game four. Um, if you're Sheldon Keefe, what are you saying? Like, I'm sure there's lots of film study going on today about just how they were utterly dominated by Tampa for periods two, three, and overtime. But it's like we need... Everybody needs to to be aware of where they are on the ice and who where their guy is. Because I saw a lot of that last night, too. A lot of blowing the zone and the lightning were just first on pucks, winning puck battles. It's just... Everybody needs to be aware of where their guy is. Everybody needs to be in position. Like, if I can just gush about Ryan O'Reilly one more time, the thing that makes him so good to watch is he doesn't cheat. And this is a team with its superstars in the past that has tried to play regular season hockey during the playoffs, and you can't do that. You cannot cheat. You cannot blow your assignment. You cannot be caught out of position. You have to finish every check. Like, every single detail matters. I don't think Sheldon Keith is even a factor in this series anymore. Other than other than mat quote unquote matching lines. Like it's just the all these guys need to take that win, go get in the dressing room before game four, all look each other in the eye and be like, We, we let's do this. Like we got we gotta be better, we gotta play better. But now we know that they can throw their best shot and we can counter and still win a hockey game. That's a big thing for this team. That's a big thing for their psyche. I mean, they could go out and get absolutely pumped, and then it's just all back square anyways. But that's a game that you can build on because you don't win those hockey games ever, and you just did. Yeah. You got dominated. One thing I will say that's glaringly obvious in this series, I know Tampa is down defensemen, and their quote-unquote decor isn't very good. But the... Uh, I think the Leafs, de- I mean, it's it's kind of unfair because they get hemmed in, but, like, I thought all Giordano, yeah. like, they just look slow. Yeah. They can't move the puck quick enough. I thought TJ they were real. TJ Brody, I know he played a 1,000 minutes last night, but I think he's struggling. I've, see, I've McCabe yeah. sometimes makes the odd bad pass. Morgan Riley commits too much. Like, sometimes like, the Leafs decor, I, I just don't know. If you look at like, the Bruins decor... Like it's just ridiculously good. I it just the Leafs decor looks a little slow and a little behind the eight ball. I, you, I will say that. Would you consider uh, adding Lilligren into the mix? No, 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 no that no. ship's gone. This it's, guy can't answer this. Okay, all right. At least March. At least Giordano is a veteran, and he's already shown that he's not afraid to mix it up. And I, I don't think you. I don't think you change anything at this point. I mean, they're they're got to make the decision on bunting when he comes back, but. It, there's the what's what's the point of taking a guy to the lineup for Lilligren? Like what what's he gonna do? Well, it's just I guess it's just a, a different like he's a good puck mover. Yeah, and so it's a guy that brings a different look. Like if you maybe you 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 bring Hall out, who's the obvious guy, and, and let Lilligren play on that. That's last they're never gonna do that. They're, yeah, they're I know, never I know. gonna. Do I, well, Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, Sheldon. The only Keefe. guy who was ever gonna get out of this lineup was Luke Shen, and that is. Never happen. not happening no. anymore. No, Absolutely never happening. not. This series is a completely different if that guy's not in the lineup. It sounds like I'm making excuses for him, but I just have such a hard time believing TJ Brody is fully healthy. Like there's a couple shifts where he is just getting flat out beat. And 
that that never happens. He's he's always since he's got here, he's been their most stable top defenseman. And I just I I just cannot believe that he's hundred hey, percent healthy. There's a lot of people listening to this right now being like, What the hell are you talking about? He's he's been great. I, I, I personally have never I don't think he's been awful, but he makes He's getting beat in uncharacteristic TJ Brody manner, which is why I'm convinced that he's not 100% healthy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the same time, it, it's pretty hard to, like, as someone who has played defense before, if you're just getting absolutely four-checked, and like, there's always so much you can do when you have limited time and space, even in your own end when you're trying to make a breakout pass. Like, just overall, forwards and defense, they just need to be faster making decisions with the puck and being in better position because, I mean, they they, they counter Tampa's best shot, but I don't know how many times he could do that. They, they, they can't get hemmed in like that. No, so they, like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of film being watched today in Tampa, and they'll be back Monday for Game 4, and we will be back Monday immediately following Game 4. So if you haven't already, hit the like and subscribe button below. If you're listening to the audio version, do the same. Little comment, little review. I saw a few new comments on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate that. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We will see you guys after Game 4. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel the podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd. Hi, I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Kundle wherever you get your podcasts.